Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. I'm your host James Little John, and I'm here on Sunday's Reflection Hour. How are we? How has your week been? Have you been reflecting? Have you been have you been taking the time to develop yourself over the weekend? Have you been looking after yourself? Have you been listening to the podcasts? That's the question. There's another question there. Have you been getting that dopamine release from eating healthy? Have you been doing that? Um, I have. <laughs> I have. You thought I was going to say, you fucking fat bastard. No, I didn't say that at all. No, I have been a busy, busy boy over the weekend. And, um, yeah, mental health has been my primary focus. I have been doing DIY I have been uh, creating things. I managed to do a couple of bits of artwork so I can get them out onto Etsy. No bites yet, but it doesn't matter. It's the long game here. Um, But at the same time, I'm enjoying the process and it's irrelevant. I keep saying this. It's like a lot of people are saying, oh, you need to fucking slow down. You haven't, you know, you haven't sold any. I'm like, look, you know. Okay, I've got the implications of the the financial element. I have to consider that. But at the same time, I'm trying to keep it as cheap as possible to still enjoy it. And like I said, when they sell, they they move on and, and they, they help fund that because I enjoy the process. That's the bit that I'm getting out of that is the healing aspect of being able to get into something that is artistic for me. It really ticks all of the boxes in the creativity um, in the creativity question set, if you like. And, you know, for me, that's what it does. It, it keeps me focused. I listen to music and completely zone out. I don't think about absolutely fucking anything. And I genuinely mean for me to, you know, sort of say that, I, that my mind is, is, is a blank, is a big thing. Is a, is, is, a, is a fucking huge thing because, you know, for me, I'm, it is constantly buzzing around. So to find, and, and there'll, be, there'll be people out there that can relate to this. You're constantly on the go. You're constantly thinking, stressing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking of different projects. I'm walking past things I'm getting stuck in. If you look around my house, there's fucking stuff everywhere that I've started, half finished, haven't got the fucking aptitude to get in involved in it again. There's loads of that shit around my fucking house. And, it's like, and I look and I go, okay, well, admittedly, last year, I actually have subconsciously, no, not even subconsciously, consciously, dickhead, I have consciously been making the effort to, to, to make this place feel like a fucking home. Like, it's almost like even my my extension, my, so my living room area, if you like, my man cave, I fucking love it. It is a sanctuary for me i am very 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 blessed to have it but i have made it a little mini home for me to to do all the good stuff the creative stuff so when you come in here it's almost like an extension of my world very very privileged i do agree very privileged and it's you know nothing in here everything is done by me it's 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 not like i'm you know i've gone all fucking i've got you've got thousands of pounds none of it is it's all reclaimed wood it's my bars made out of fucking um it's, it's made out of pallets you know, my flooring, I found, I got off of fucking, um, I got off of uh, eBay, uh, not eBay, uh, off Facebook. So, um, you know, donated the chair from my from my mother-in-law, you know, the, the live, the, the live moss wall was made by me. So, you know, that my desk is made by me with a riser on it. So it's, you know, it's, everything's done by me, but it's, it's made cheaply. So, but it, I've made it feel amazing. And that's a really important thing for my mental health. And something you need in your mental health life is, something to focus on to keep you generated to keep you going keep you alive 
And it's almost like, for me, that's the artwork aspect as well. So the artwork, although I do have this problem now where, like most things, when I get stuck into something and I really start enjoying it, it does take over me and, and you know, uh, people close to me will 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 acknowledge that they that I do that. And I've done it loads before. When I when I when I went through some really bad sort of spells and or, and I found something that I enjoyed when I when I did it at uh, in my old in my old job, I used to turn uh, Chinook main rotor blades into clocks. Um, fucking stunning, absolutely stunning bits of kit. You know, I've got one actually. I, I managed to make my final piece um, for myself, which was the a piece of Chinook um, rotor blade that I'd actually worked on and everything else. So there was a lot of um, there was a lot of it, it's sort of more of an emotional attachment. I mean, I made my own um, leaving uh, present, but like Kieran said, who was working with me, my best mate, um, he turned around and said, uh, you know, nothing we will do will be as good as you could do yourself. So it's like, we're just going to let you have the time to make the thing you want to make to leave with, and we will look after the the workshop while you spend a couple of weeks fucking doing whatever you want to do. And I did. I managed to make a, a leaving present for myself, which was one side on a plinth was um, a Takano main rotor blade that I got off a very good fr- uh, uh, that I got off a very good friend of mine, um, and then on the other half was a, a piece of Chinook main rotor blade. So t- two aircraft I'd worked on, lots of emotion. First aircraft I'd ever worked on was a Takano, and the last one was a Chinook. So there was loads of heritage involved in that. But um, but yeah, for me, this that's what I get. That's when I know I'm happy is when I'm doing something I enjoy, like genuinely enjoy the artistic aspect i then struggle then to because i can keep doing it until i know i'm like obviously i'm not fucking stupid i need to budget i don't go just keep doing it james and plugging fucking money into it and then you know if they don't sell you're fucked no number one i've got confidence in my quality and 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 my ability to perform (laughs) you know in in terms of uh, artistic i've got a lot of experience and knowledge to cook, to bring something to the party that I know is credible and, and somebody somebody will want. So I that's a that's a confidence I have in my own ability, which is a good thing. Don't turn it into an arrogance, obviously. But then at the same time, you know, I enjoy the process so much that I've done it nearly every weekend. I've made two nearly every weekend through the week, carried on going, which is quite a lot of work. Um, excuse me, jeez, sorry. Um, um, so yeah, so I, I I've basically it's run away with me a little bit which which i appreciate but then at the same time i see these rare bottles you know on on ebay someone's got this rare gin bottle and i'm fucking like you know bosh i love that and like i said i met that uh, i met a lady that literally on uh, ebay i bought one of her bottles and she gave me another fucking six limited edition bottles that were from craft gin distilleries and um all i did was pay for postage six quid so i get excited because i'm like oh fucking how does this how's this bottle gonna break i don't know is it gonna break and be worthy because you have to hit them in certain places and is it going to be is it going to break in a nice pattern that i can utilize because there's so much unpredictability and that's the beauty of still i've managed nearly touch wood every single one to produce something that looks like a bottle and retain because i managed to find out where to hit the glass through a few gin bottles i mean i did a lot of experimenting through different gins uh, it was a troubled time but um i found the right way to hit them <laughs> smash a bottle so i've worked out the right way to hit them so that the the shatter doesn't fucking completely destroy the front logo label which is the bit you want to try and make look like a the bottle's still there and it's just fucking flooded out anyway check out james uh james little john designs or what do you think it is uh, L- little john 
can't remember i'll find out in a bit um but my design page on facebook if you really want to check it out um up to you but um yeah just loads of stuff i've done over the years some crazy shit some aircraft and all that sort of jazz but anyway it, it keeps me it keeps me it keeps me sane keeps me sane and that's the beauty of the mental health aspect and when i said to you at the start i said you know this weekend has been all about mental health it really has i've i've my daughter had one of her first sleepovers i said one of my daughters my youngest had had one of her proper sleepovers so we had to like a bedroom wasn't quite suitable but she wasn't it was wasn't suitable for the space um you know because obviously i've got sort of three girls three bedroomed house they don't have two of them have to share a room so i've had to put a false wall in and all the jazz like that so loads of work's gone in to give them an individual bit of space but it's trying to make something look and feel good for them and feel uh they're in teenagers so i've got to upgrade to make it feel pretty but not too pretty there's a fucking whole whirlwind of things so i've come up with some designs i've jumped on my ipad done some design work and i've come up with something that they absolutely love that adds maturity knowing that they're going to be sort of living under my roof for a while has maturity and um you know makes them feel homely so um but yeah i had to rush a step this weekend because uh, my daughter was having a sleepover so i need to make the room you know manageable for them to have a bit of space and fun so i had to chop down the bed and all that sort of stuff in between doing a bit of artwork in between walking the dog and then uh, you know sort of kind of trying to relax and enjoy myself um i've had a bit i've been a bit sort of rough edged actually this last couple of weeks and it do you know what i wrote the title of this um i wrote the title of this because this is it is i don't know whether what i'm going to tell you is mental health related um certainly men's mental health whether it's a a a broad spectrum i don't really know so um anyway um it it was i've done a typical man thing but today i bearing in mind when i break into this story all right because it's an embarrassing story um and i'm sharing it with you because it's just the fucking thing that life chucks you a curveball and you know what happened to me today was fucking spectacularly the one of the most fucking embarrassing things that could have ever happened to anybody this is a genuine fucking story what i'm going to tell you and 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 i'll and i'll tell you the details from start to finish because i think that it's um it's worthy of talking about in general and also i think really because the 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 story behind this is this could have gone so many different ways it could have like literally it could have gone the the end result i could have been an absolute fucking breakdown i could have had a panic attack i could have had a fucking anxiety attack i could have had i could have fucking cried i could have screamed and shouted there was so many outcomes that could have happened but i laughed and it happened it's so fucking raw that it's happened this morning and i need to share and it's uh, you can i don't know you can tell that there's a fucking grin on my face from here to fucking here but i'm gonna break into this fucking store i've built it up enough let me take a little sip of my drink before i fucking break into song hold up right so weekend good good weekend yeah good weekend been chilling out relaxing maxing on calling on shooting some meatballs outside of a school i wasn't gonna break into song no but basically a good weekend okay so you know saturday night my daughter had a sleepover 
you know, I, I, I said, you know, like I said to you, I did a podcast Saturday night, which was lovely, sat in the uh, sat in the cave, just chilling out, chewing the fat, having some good times. And I say chewing the fat because, I, you know, I was talking to myself because that's when I get most sense. Break into thinking I'd had a, um, I'd had some hot and spicy. This is, that, so this is, a, there's a lot of spice that's going to go on here. Um, so it's probably, you can probably always tell there's, there's a fucking element of, of, of fucking upset in this. And um, I had like these Korean um, hot and sour chicken goujons with um, Encona extra, extra spicy sauce with some fucking, um, um, what are they called? McCain, I think they are or something. There is other ones. Crisps, but they were the new spicy fiery ones. I know they do like fiery prawn cocktail and they do this other one, which is called, it's just like fire. It's basically, it's just fucking fire. And I was like, okay, well, that's a lot of spice, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm you know, I like a fucking, I was having a gin, and these crisps, they say, um, super strong, goes well with beer. So I wasn't, I was having it with gin, because that's the way I fucking roll. I'm a pink gin man, and that's how I fucking, that's how I ball now. Pink gin all the way. You fucking put anything else under me, I'm going to fucking bottle you. Um, so I had a good night. I, I relatively, you know, it was just nice, relaxed, chilled out anyway. I was playing golf on Sunday morning. So this is today. We've broken in today. So Sunday Sunday morning, brilliant, fucking good times. And I wasn't going to go. I wasn't sure if I was going to go. I was like, no, no, no. I was having an R in. Like I said, I've been in a very antisocial mood um, of late. I don't really want to talk. I've got no interest in talking to people. And that's a genuine thing. It's not me being horrible. I just don't want to talk to people. I think it's the part, you know, sometimes that's the part of the mental health that that cripples me Me mostly is like my brother's rung me i haven't rung him back um bilsters rung me and i haven't rung him back i'm just not in the mood to talk i don't know why i just don't i think it's almost like it's it's such an effort for me because i'm just so fucking like i've got so much going through my head so and this is where the golf came in so i needed to go so saturday night i was sat there doing the podcast i felt positive afterwards my mate messaged me, Keister, said, fucking Jimbo, you come into, let me know if you come into um, golf tomorrow. He does say it a bit tentatively, doesn't fucking need to, but he's like, let me know if you come in, buddy. Shut fucking, I said, of course I'm fucking coming, dickhead. I'm fucking locking it in, mate. Let's lock it in. See you at eight o'clock. Fucking, you know, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. Anyway. So, we get there. That's fine. Um, get to the first hole and, you know, fucking teed off. Um, no problems at all. Got to the second fucking hole, and and I was like, oh okay, brilliant. I said, oh fucking hell, my stomach's a bit fucking raw. It's a bit fucking. Near. And my mate said to me, oh for fuck's sake, Kieran. He's, Kieran said this. For fuck's sake, James, because only about three or four months ago, I it was one of the last golfing sessions, and um, I needed to go to the toilet. And it was like when you're halfway around a, a, a fucking a, you know an eighteen hole golf course. It's a long walk. There's not really much you can fucking do. So I got about halfway round and I was like, oh, okay, fucking brilliant. This is this is amazing. And then I was like, oh, it's fucking killing me. It was like nine in the morning. It was just kind of like that morning time. You know what men are like? Men are quite regular. We need to fucking get it going and just get it cleared out and have the day. And um, yeah, so, but the, that first time I was just really fucking painful. I had to cut it a bit short. I said, Kieran, I'm going to have to fucking cut this short, mate. I need to get back because I'm going to have to drive half an hour home and you know, there's nowhere open because nowhere open. It's we we go early in the morning, so none of the fucking huts or anything are open. So I was like, okay, so fucking crack on. So uh, the first time got I nearly got you know I nearly got caught short. It was quite rough. 
I was I managed to make home. So anyway, I was going around this time, and he was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, mate! What, you should have gone. I'm gonna have to fucking text you in the morning to make sure you just give it a quick push to see if anything fucking comes out. Just because, then if it does, it does. If it, it, you might get a small bit, but it'll be enough to relieve, give you that little bit of breathing room just for you to walk the 18 holes. It's a long fucking walk, 18 holes. You forget what 18 holes is quite long. So, yeah. So fucking smashing around anyway. So we carried on. Didn't really think much of it. And then I was, I got to like hole 10, I think it was. Kieran at this point having a fucking absolute doozy. He's fucking literally, first hole, he's, he's fucking, he's spooned it. And he pulls it back second hole and then it goes fucking downhill there. Absolute fucking spoon. It was hilarious, actually. It's quite fucking hilarious. I made some good shots though, but um, it, it was just one of those things. I was walking around in, in absolute clip. He was fucking having a doozy. Get to hole 10, fucking no problems at all. And then all of a sudden, I get to a hole like eleven or I think it's eleven, yeah, because eleven we were going up, and I was like, "Fuck me, mate, I'm 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 in trouble, eh, mate? I'm in fucking trouble." And he went, "What?" He said, "I'm in fucking trouble, mate." I said, "I'm I'm in trouble. <laughs> Summit for fucking brewing. I'm in fucking trouble." He goes, "It'd be right." So what I did was I, I fucking I pushed my stomach in, like literally drew my my prostate and fucking you know fucking literally what's that fucking that pelvic floor the pelvic floor i literally fucking sucked everything in forced it back up so that it went, and i felt my stomach go bloop, bloop. it was like wow you've literally pushed it back in your body you fucking idiot anyway there is a moral to this story there's a point to it and I, and I know it's quite embarrassing but anyway so I, I fucking did that i was like fine so we got got to hole 13 and uh, no no hole 14 and um I was just stood there and then all of a sudden I went fuck and he went what I said mate and I stood there and I my body I had to tense my body so fucking much to try and stop myself from fucking literally shitting myself because I was like this is stomach cramps mate I can't force this my body is now telling me is something's fucking wrong and I, by bearing in mind I'd have thought I'd forgotten at this point of how much hot sauce I'd had the night before so I didn't really put two and two together bearing in mind it was like i was half asleep you know i'd had a fucking i'd had a couple of drinks on the saturday night and i was just chilling out so the fucking next day i was like you know that early in the morning i was fine i'm not saying i was fucking drunk i did i did me 12 hours mate don't you worry about that but at the same time i got up and i was like sat there and i was like fucking hell not really thinking two and two together just thought it was just one of those ones where i just needed to go to the toilet i was a bit fucking maybe i was like a bit bloated or whatever i was like fucking hell anyway we we he stood there and he went do you want me to tee off and i went yeah you fucking tee off first he was like he said because you're in bits and i stood there and i tensed up so much i started forcing my hands up and my mate went kieran went you're not a fucking tree mate and i was literally i was like i don't know what to do mate and and i was like it was my body was telling me Sort your fucking shit out now, mate, because you, you there's nothing stopping this. Something is a brewing. So I was like, okay, so my mate, <laughs> this is where it gets a bit fucking raw. So I, so I fucking stood there, right, and uh, and I and I literally, whew, I need to get, I need to compose myself. So I was doing absolute bits. My mate went, do you want to cut it short? And I went. I'm going to have to, mate. I'm going to have to fucking go back now. I've got to get back to the fucking car. Just sit down in the fucking car, which will naturally, like, I don't know what it will do. It does give you a little bit more breathing room. I was just going to fucking hoon it home. I was even contemplating because it's about eight miles closer to get to my parents' house. We're just going to my parents' house, like, banging through the fucking door and just going to fucking move out the way. If 
anyone's in, he's fucking done. He's like, get the fuck out of the toilet. I wouldn't have even said anything. I just fucking burst in. Probably give him the fucking heart attack. Anyway, so I'm stood there and I went, no, we have to cut this fucking short, mate. And then, and then, we, started, then we started walking, okay? So bearing in mind, we got a fucking trundle back from fucking 14 to 1, where 1 is where I fucking parked the car. Past 1. It's fucking miles. It's, about, it's a mile. So, so I stood there and I was like, mate. And I, and I, as I was walking, <laughs> you're in trouble, aren't you? And I was like, I'm in, I'm in fucking trouble, mate. I don't know what to fucking do. Oh, fucking things going off. Let's <laughs> get the shit out of me. I was like, I'm in. Fu-. He said, you're in fucking trouble, aren't you, mate? I said, I, I'm in fucking trouble, mate. And, and what I think's going to happen has only ever happened to me two other times in my life i said so i and i said and i'm not i'm not doing it the first time it ever happened to me was when i fucking shit myself when i was about 11 year old and i went to a fucking scout camp i had no idea where the fucking toilet was i just fucking was like i I'd give myself i'd had a bit of anxiety i was young i was fucking stupid and and i didn't know where to go i was like I didn't bother i was shy as well so i didn't ask anybody just fucking shit myself balled it up and it was a good shit because i had good i had good food i was always you know i was always looked after good fiber in my fucking diet so it was a it's a nice fucking solid chunk i just threw it away in the fucking woods came back had a fucking wash some fucking wipes job done mate fucking cleared up no problems at all and then the other time was when i'd fucking uh, i drank way way too much and uh and and fucking sneezed and um fucking farted and, and it wasn't it was a shot you know i was literally i was like i need to go back Changed my fucking trousers. Luckily, I was stood at the bus stop waiting to go into Cardiff on a night out. And I was like, I'm going to have to go back, mate. I've got a fucking change. I've just farted and it's not a fucking fart. I can tell you that. Okay, so I was bearing in mind. So I was never going to. I'm 42 this year. I was never going to get down to do this again. So I was stood there. I was like, right, mate. No, we're good. I'm going to fucking make. We're going to make it. We just get fucking going. So he was talking to me like a little bit like, you know, um, something serious is happening most men like they just talk fucking bollocks like if, if something serious happened we just chat bollocks like or try and come up with like something really fucking funny to completely take your mind off shit the fact that like you know you could have just been bitten in half by a shark you might be like don't worry about it dan we are fucking good mate we're gonna go back to the fucking hotel we're gonna fucking wash ourselves we're gonna get a fucking rum we are gonna fucking throw down tonight mate and you are gonna fucking clean up absolutely and dan's there half a fucking body mashed up going yeah, fucking, I'm, I'm well up for it, mate. I am fucking well up for it. <laughs> Just let me sort me lower half out, mate, and I'll be fucking with you. That's men all over. So I was stood there. Anyway, now, I, I was in a bit of a dilemma, really in my, in, oh, fucking hell, really in, in the back of my mind, you know, I don't know why my fucking computer did that. Um, in the back of my mind, I was sat there thinking, right, I got, I got two scenarios, really. Okay, before, before fucking World War fucking three really does fucking happen, I was like, I got two shots. I got, I, I got, can I make it? Genuinely, do I think I can make this? This is where I got to in life. I was like, can I make a mile walk or have I gone past the point of holding it to the point where really whole nine I should have said, look, mate, we'll just cut this fucking short. It's half a round. Fucking brilliant. G- good game. But I'm in clip. We won't do this again. I won't do this again. I won't fucking eat spicy stuff or whatever. Or I'll fucking try and snap it off in the morning. And he... So I didn't do that. I just fucking pushed through. I was like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm good to go. I can do this. I'm a fucking fully grown adult. There's nothing really can happen. My, and even as I was going around, my mate was like, and this, this is how, how much happened. He's like, mate, you just need to bring bog roll with you. I was like, no. Anyway, so 
I fucking go into the bush. I, I had this the dilemma. The dilemma was bush, home. I said to my mate, I'm fucking going. I'm going to have to go in that bush, mate. I am not going to make this to the car. He was like, okay, mate, fucking get on. So as I started, start, as, I start, as I started walking forward towards this bush, I thought to myself, I need to stick on a nice little fucking gentle jaunt and I need to make to that fucking bush. I need to fucking make it there. But because, and we've all been here, because my mind had said, you, you are fucking going to the toilet, you can start relaxing. But what it didn't realise was, the fucking sphincter didn't realise what was behind the bars was not of a good consistency. Well, rather, it was a good consistency, but it wasn't not what normally you expect. Because I'd been eating spicy fucking food. So... If any of you have watched that film, um, Bridesmaids, um, where they, they, they go to the fucking dodgy uh, restaurant and eat that food, and she's walking across the road and she just fucking shits herself and bends forward. I did exactly that. I fucking full-on shit myself in the bush. And I stood there and I went, this is fucking absolutely everywhere. There is there is literally nothing I can do here. So I just had to take... I was stood inside this bush like it was a tree, but it was like a hollow sort of tree, if you like. It, I mean, you know, there was a space between the fucking leaves. It was like one of those conifers. And I got in there. I just fucking took everything off. And you can imagine, it was fucking all hell broke loose. I tried to reduce as much collateral damage as possible i was fucking shifting it out everywhere and i came out of this thing i came out of this bush and my mate my mate had taken a photo of me going in and take a photo of me going out and he went are you all right mate you feel better i said i fucking do but i don't i said because i have got shit all inside my fucking trousers mate it is a fucking mess he broke into song mate and he literally was I was like, shut your fucking mouth, mate. We're going to walk to the car this mile. I'm fucking stinking. I'm going to go and get in my car. Not going to say a fucking word. I'm going to go fucking back. And I'm going to get into the shower fully clothed. And I did that. That was the sequence of events. Exactly what happened for my golfing trip. And my mate even said to the end, do you mind if I don't hug you goodbye, mate? So just get in your car and fucking head off. Now, like I said to you at the start, I could have gone so many fucking different ways. I could have been in turmoil. I sat there at one point contemplating. I don't know what to do. There's physically no way because of the fact that it was, there was, it was, it was like fucking, I don't know. It wasn't good. So because it was everywhere, there was no like, you know, no, it wasn't, and it wasn't convenient. It was not convenient whatsoever. If it had just been a nice, normal, healthy, brown fibred one, it would have been fucking fine. I can't believe I'm talking about this, but so I, I just sat there looking down at the mess and I just went, well, there's not really a great deal I can do about this. So what have I learned through mental health? Well, I've learned that sometimes life's chucked us fucking curveballs. I seem to be very unlucky. I put myself into some fucking stupid situations and I don't listen to my body half the time. But what have I learned? Just smile. There's nothing I can fucking do about it. So I was in hysterics on the way back. And even Kieran, I was like, Kieran, you're standing in front of me. I don't want you behind. He's like, you don't smell, mate. I can't smell it. I was like, don't give a fuck, mate. I feel self-conscious. And then literally fucking got in the car with all the windows open. Luckily, it all stayed in me. I had leather seats as well. So it was nice and fucking convenient to clean. And yeah, that's the most embarrassing thing I think that's ever happened to me. 
but I didn't look at it on the bat on the bad side. Even even my mate Kieran was like, "That is one hell of a fucking memory, mate, that we are gonna have forever." And it really is a fucking amazing memory. And I really have like looking at that as the fucking. I I know that it sounds, but none of you. It might sound horrendous, but none of you lived it. And it, it was kind of like. It was kind of like, sorry, I mean, I, I've never lived it. Sorry, I meant what I meant. Was, I've, I've never lived it before, so I didn't really know what to expect. I'm, I've never, I never knew how to manage this. I was just looking down going, fuck, I've never done anything like this before as a full-grown fucking adult. I don't really know what to do here. I'm in the middle of a fucking bush. I'm a mile away from my fucking car. Um, and I'm nothing is of good consistency to just mop up i just have to turn my trousers inside out empty as much as i can and then put them back on now if you ever imagine putting your trousers back on after taking them off because of what you've done it's even fucking worse putting them on again knowing you're going in and then knowing that your foot is going into your shoe because you've gone through it, it it's it's a fucking disaster but i smiled i got back got fucking showered got through it and um had a fucking roast dinner for tea tonight so it it's really relatable in terms of mental health in terms of the reflection side of things that you've sometimes you just have to make the best of a bad situation sometimes you really do have to just not care not really worry there's nothing i could do about that situation and there's a lot of times that i can relate that to mental health there's a lot of things i can't i don't have control of Things I get upset about, like I, when I when I work, people don't respond to me, or people don't assist me, or people don't help me, or whatever it may be. What that that it frustrates me that much, but at the same time, I have no control over it. There's nothing I can do. I can't force that person to engage with me. So why am I getting stressed about it? Just fucking chin it off and let other situation to be dealt with by other people i've engaged fucking move on crack on deal with it rather than sitting there and getting stressed about these things and these things that consume me uh, worrying about and stressful this was a, a situation that really would have fucking crippled i think most people and i just embraced it i just went okay there's i'm literally going to turn this into something i want to talk about when i'm older um and here i am now fucking literally uploading it to the fucking internet but i don't fucking care because i think it's hilarious I think it's a genuine, like I said, it's a genuinely fucking crazy fucking story. Um, and I just, like I said, it, 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 these things happen in life. Mental health isn't predictable. It doesn't pick who you are and when to strike. I keep telling you this and you all know the drum's been fucking beaten. For me, it's it's mental health, it, it, it's, it's as simple as you, or as hard as you want to make it, really. And, and I think that, if you want to stress about things that are out of your control or if you want to stress about things that you can control but you're not controlling then again we refer back to my last podcast about accountability it all ties itself in nicely it's all a big loop isn't it it's it's we all try to look for the closure you know the 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 loop the loop closure is what we kind of look for and we all we we constantly do that in all of our processes in in our planning in you know, obviously I can relate this to health and safety and all that sort of stuff. Your plan, do, check, act cycle, you know. So we do a lot of this in life. Everything needs to come back round to itself. And half the time when it comes down to mental health, it, the, the accountability factor will always fall back with you. 
if you if you if you want to sit there and blame other people if you want to sit there and you know not take control of your mental health and that's your choice absolutely but it's how you you choose to engage with life i think is such a big importance it's if you engage with life in the right way stop getting stressed about things you can't control take control properly of the things you can control and then run with them now like i said the scenario in that was the one thing i could control was i could put my clothes back on i'm never gonna everybody i walk past will never fucking care who i am although again i'm uploading it to the internet um but at the same time in the moment nobody cares who i am if someone walked past me and what was that it'd be such a fleeting fucking thing they'd probably go fucking stinks yeah you're right i just shit myself <laughs> what do you fucking expect and literally if they turned around to me and said fucking hell that's thing i'd be like yeah I just shit my pants mate what the fuck mate it's just one of those stupid things in life i didn't predict was gonna happen i didn't stand out and go i'm gonna go and play golf today and i'm gonna fucking shit my pants hole 14 lock it in barnet <laughs> here comes the shit train gonna destroy the rest of my day and fuck up everything that i'm wearing yes i didn't make that choice you don't make the choice sometimes but sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches and you gotta make the the best of a bad situation and I did, and I turned it into an instant smile, into an instant shareable story, to an instant fucking sat there going, fuck it, it it's life. Nobody died from that, you know, it, nothing really spectacular happened apart from I got something fucking great to fucking tell people, you know, because I think it's hilarious. I think sometimes these, these moments in life define you. And I can sit there, um, I spoke to my doctor on Friday, actually, and um, I haven't spoke to him for a while. And it sort of lead me in, really. And I think it's, it's another reason why you you sort of kind of look at how you manage mental health. And I've been meaning to speak to my doctor for a while. Properly. I've been I've seen other people and, and I've been off to see um, osteopaths and all that sort of stuff. But never really sat down, fucking spoke to him properly. I've kind of spoke to him and gone, yeah, he's all right. He, said, he normally says to me, you know, how are you getting on, James? But yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, not too bad. And I just say that. But this time he, he rang him on Friday and I went... Because I needed to um, resubmit for my my prescription, my antidepressants. And uh, for some reason, it's really fucking annoying, actually. So I rung up on the on, on the Thursday and said to them, excuse me, and said to them, uh, I, I need to, this was like fucking one o'clock, I said, uh, in the afternoon. I said, oh, I need a fucking call back from my doctor, please. And uh, this woman was like, can I ask who it's for, what, what it's for? I was like, in the back of my mind, I was going, I, look, Sharon, I don't give a fuck about who you are. You're not a doctor, so why am I telling you this? But I was like, I'll be fucking, I'll, you know, I'll be there. I said, look, I just need to speak to my doctor, a bit about mental health and uh, to do with my antidepressants. She went, um, right, well, you can't get in hold of him now. He won't call you back now. The best thing to do is ring 8 o'clock in the morning. If you ring 8 o'clock in the morning, there's a good chance you'll get a call back. I was like, wow, I don't even get a second. Is there an appointment? She goes, no, we don't do appointments anymore. What we do is uh, you ring up, you speak to the doctor. Then he, if, he's, if he deems that you should come down and be seen by him, then come down and be seen by him. I was like, fucking wow. Jumping through fucking hoops to get seen by the doctor is unbelievable nowadays. Um, but I like my doctor, so it's fine. So I rang up the next day, rang up on Sunday. On the, on the Friday and I said alright all right, geese uh, I need to um, resubscribe my prescription um, and he's you know do you want to see me he's like fucking um, ah, how are you I was like well I'm going to be honest with you I said I'm going to have to fucking tell you mate and I, and, I, and, I, and I went and it's a fucking song and dance about what had happened I said no 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 you probably won't believe me I said because nobody has this much fucking bad luck 
um and he he literally said to me james i, I don't know how you're fucking st- <laughs> i don't know how you're still going <laughs> that's what he said to me <laughs> I was like, he said i don't mean there's no negativity he said but james you just get keep getting chucked these fucking gerbils don't you i was like yeah they they keep coming this i didn't this was before i told him about the fucking fact the shit myself christ alive he'd fucking be like wow mate <laughs> I, I think you need to fucking just give up. <laughs> Probably just give me the fucking pill, mate. And um, anyway, so yeah, I, I broke into, uh, you know, Song and Dance told him and he just couldn't fucking believe it. And he went, um, do you know what, James? I'm going to see you anyway. So he said, I don't need to. Uh, I can re-prescribe you, but I just want to make sure you're okay. That was brilliant. So I've got an appointment for next week. That's good. Good news. Good news. Good news. That's what we've got to do. Look after yourself. Um. But yeah, so it was interesting. Like I said, you know, that came back round, um, you know, uh, and then the, I sort of broke into the weekend. So I'm waiting for that to happen. Broke into the weekend. Had a good weekend. This fucking Friday thing, like I said, mental health. It's 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 really important that you look at you look at things in the right light, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It's like if you're constantly negative, and I spoke to you a couple of days ago, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, when I t- when I spoke about accountability and bl- and how we blame other people, we blame someone else or something else. It's that scenario that's made me like I am. Okay, well, that may have been the instigator. That may have been what is your underlying condition. Absolutely, but we need to take control of that because we need to go through life being happy. There's no point in going, like for me, there'd be no point in me sitting there and going, Okay, James. You know you had those fucking three fucking car crashes, mate. Um, you know you've you've had fucking depression for fucking absolute years. You've got this PTSD. You've got this fucking ADHD. You, you, you've, you've, you're finding out an absolute world of uh, about yourself all the fucking time. You're trying to manage this. You just get the fuck on with it, mate. Or I can sit there and go, well, actually, it was the fucking woman's fault who first hit me. Then the second one, well, he didn't fucking know about his junction. And the third one, well, he just, he lost control. He should have really foreseen the fact that it was an icy condition. No. There's no point in dwelling on the purpose. And for me, that's where we look at embracing things. Embracing the scenario and go, okay, then. Like, for me, the instance, and this is what I did through therapy, and I never really did it again afterwards, but it'd be like looking at the situation differently and going, well, actually look at it, the fact that all three of those cars were Renaults. Okay, well, they, they all three of them saved my life. Fuck me. That's If you see all three of those fucking photos, Renaults literally just upgraded their fucking safety, their safety grading, I'm telling you now, because all three of them, two Renault Clears and a Renault Scenic. Um, not, a, not a major scratch, really. Just major whiplash, obviously fucked head, <laughs> you know, from fucking brain. Um, and, and bad back. But the bad back's just caused because I had them in such quick concession. Um, very unfortunate in that sense. So I could sit there and blame these people. I could blame these scenarios. I, I blame, oh, that did that, that did that. Or did I handle that? No. But at the same time, they're all runners. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still survived. I've got through it. I've been to the darkest place you can physically fucking go, I think, barring actually going to hell itself. I think I've been almost on the doorstep of hell, where I've just gone fucking, here I am, big fella, let's fucking do this, let's have the dance. I'm waiting for Tenacious D to to break out in song and dance, and I'll be fucking complete. So, you know, for me, it's kind of taking control, taking ownership of that, and looking at it, and looking at the positivity and going, okay, maybe that that did affect me. That maybe that has f- affected me in some sort of way, shape, or form. But let's take control of that. Let's actually turn it into a better situation. 
like this morning, like I said, you know, it was a really bad situation. I could have fucking broken down. I could have fucking anything could have happened. I could have fucking screamed. I could have, there was, there was physically nothing I could have done. Even to the point where I was at one, uh, one section going to, there was a lake right beside, right beside the fucking thing. I was going to go into the lake, just wash myself down and get into my car like crap free but wet <laughs> I was like the, you know this is but then i started thinking about because i'm a health and safety fucking knobhead i was like well that's stagnant water how has it been stagnant what's the temperature it could have fucking like biofilm in there that's causing fucking legionella legionosis and i'll be like fucking that's what i was thinking so not only am i sat there thinking i stink i'm fucking shit myself this is highly embarrassing how do i get out of this how do i explain this to anybody how do i go into my house without anybody thinking why the fuck are you stinking all of these scenarios, I'm also thinking, fucking hell, well, there's obviously Legionnaires in there, mate. Fucking, that's a biofilm. I could look at fucking getting all sorts of fucking bad. I could probably get an ear infection. There's all sorts going on in my brain. What the fuck, James? Just move on, get in your car, go home, fucking cry. That's what you need to do. You need to fucking go home and cry because you just fucking shit your pants. Just roll down your leg. <laughs> Pull shit together, buddy. That's what I fucking did. That's, that's what I should have done. Anyway. Before I digress, I've thoroughly fucking enjoyed this. Actually, it's been a it's been a hoot of a toot. Uh, it's been a hoot. So, um, but yeah, it, it's it's interesting how we look at life, isn't it? You know, like I said, you know, even though in in the backside of me, um, and no pun intended, the backside of me, I'm I'm sat there screaming. I'm antisocial. I'm not going out. I'm I'm not fucking talking to people. And there is that whirlwind of shit going on. Again, no pun intended. Um, but at the same time. The other side of me, the flip side of that is when I'm managing these scenarios, it's giving me the positive reinforcement that I need to know that I didn't fucking stress about that. I was a bit flustered, you know, but at the same time, I was like, just got to fucking get on with this, mate. I've got to just go down and fucking get into my car and just fucking go back and get showered and put that down to it's happened hilarious let's fucking lock this in let's send this out to the fucking tinterweb they will enjoy this shit <laughs> no pun intended um but yeah so but at the same time you've got to embrace it you've got to get through the times because at the end of the day even when i was i and the good time that i had so i in, in the first 14 holes before that was a fucking laugh actually and i'm, I'm going to finish on that because it was uh, on this bit because it was a good laugh. I got managed to get out there. I, like I said, my, my mental health has not been fucking fantastic. I had a, an absolute fucking massive vent to my colleague on uh, on Friday and spoke to him. And I was like, dude, fucking. He sent me a message saying, I haven't spoke to you all week, mate. Uh, how's things? And I fucking, it was like a brief message. And I was like, right, here you go. You're getting an eight, vi eight minute voice note. Everyone will love that. I fucking, so I sent him an eight minute voice note and a message afterwards saying, sorry, bud. I needed a vent, mate. So, uh, and it was because it was, you know, very, very fucking, it was, I was just a fucking turmoil point. So it was nice to, to, to vent as, as well. And then again, I got that double dose of going out with my friend today, playing golf and uh, just got to put the world to rights. You know, we were fucking talking about the fucking kids and how much they annoy them, annoy us. And uh, yeah, just putting the world to rights. And it's, that's what it's about. You know, it, we had a great laugh. We were having a great fucking round of golf. Um, like I said, my mate was, um, having a bit of a doozy but at the same time that's the beauty of golf you know um i wasn't doing much better i was just doing a little bit better um but at the same time you know last week or not last week but the week before when we played we we played the whole round and and drew so um you know it's just one of those ones uh, the excitement he got at the end is he didn't shit himself <laughs> i fucking did <laughs> so you just gotta get on with life haven't you um but yeah it's um 
like I said, you know, it, it's these things. It's how you manage things. It's how you manage these situations. These situations, try and turn that into a positive about your mental health. You you know, if you're in a situation that's, you know, you can control it. You, you, you don't have to get fucking flustered. You don't have to get angry. You don't have to get vengeance. You don't have to, you know, have remorse or whatever. You know, whatever these emotions are, you can take control of them. And um, sometimes for our mental health, it's easier just to step away from scenarios, um, especially, you know, if you're sat there having an argument, and your mental health's not great, step away, because probably it's you that's causing it. Try and take control of your mental health as well. Try and turn these negative situations and try and find a positive. That's an interesting point, And that's an interesting uh, way to look at it is if you're ever in this situation, Try and find a positive, even if it's afterwards. Try and find a positive, um, but it's really important. It's like a really good message for you there. So, hence the reason why I could let it rip, baby, on the uh, on the um, title. So yeah, I'm, I'm great talking to you. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for listening. I hope I've um, cheered you up on your Sunday uh, afternoon if you listen to this, or Sunday evening, or whenever you listen to this. I hope it's cheered you up. Uh, like I say, these these little curveballs, we can turn them and relate them into mental health and way to manage um, mental health. It, it's really important we do that to um, try and progress forward, really, and develop ourselves in the understanding that we can control these things. If you know you've had a scenario, you, you try and develop yourself so that you don't get as flustered. Try and take control if you know you need a promotion, you know you need to get another job, whatever it may be. Take control of your mental health. Take ownership, okay? So uh, thanks for listening. I hope you're all okay. And I please, please sending out some positive love all to, to all of you, really. And um, like I said, like, comment, shares. Anything that helps um, push this, push my po- push my podcast out, um, it'd be really appreciated. So thanks again for listening. Take care, everybody, and I'll speak to you soon.